Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Well, talk about an important week in the history of Star Wars. This was a big one, guys. We had Star Wars Celebration, the release of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. And we are here to talk about it because you have found the Rich and Hype podcast for Friday, June 3rd, 2022, episode 228 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and I am joined, at this time anyway, by Dave, Scott, and Greg. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, hey. Well, there's just too much to talk about to not get on and uh, get on with this fucking bullshit. And <laughs> Seriously. Instead of stalling for time, ins- instead of wasting time that we normally go through with the intros that seem to take forever. See, I have an intro. Scott has an intro. Mm-hmm. Nico has somewhat of an intro, but he's a millennial. Who really gives millennial a shit? Falcon. <laughs> And then Dave, Mm -hmm. Dave, my God, has the intro to end all intros that usually takes up about five minutes of the show. And I know that that's a big point of contention for Lisa, and that's why she doesn't really listen to the podcast that much, is because she doesn't really appreciate the fact that it just goes on forever and ever and ever. You're going to cut this, aren't you? You're just going to cut all of this. I was just going to say, Lisa's not familiar with that experience in her life, so she's probably just not sure what to do when it goes on forever and ever and ever. Greg, I was going to segue from your segue and go right into this whole thing about, uh, we still got to talk about Moon Knight episodes four five. I got to derail this back a little bit, just just to the last episode, because there's something that's kind of been eating at me and I want to follow up on. Which last episode? The one we published from? Star Wars the, Celebration the one the group, or the one before that? The, the group that. did, not the one where you're interviewing people trying to take a piss at, at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> right. <laughs> getting getting so, my mic set up and the, the mic, you know, arm here attached to the side of the, the urinal was not easy. All right. No, <laughs> I can't imagine it was. And you didn't get any weird looks while you were in there, I'm sure. But I, I want to just jump back to talking about the Vanity Fair article and and just kind of crapping all over Kathleen Kennedy in her role as, as head of Lucasfilm. And, and that always makes me nervous, right? Because it, it winds up that we're, we're five white males who have no experience in filmmaking whatsoever, just kind of trashing the work of a, an avowed, you know, a, a documented successful person. I'm sorry, but Dave. We, we overlooked, <laughs> God damn it, Kat, we overlooked the one low-hanging fruit that happened in that article. Yeah. Which was that she said, that they learned a lesson from Solo that they are not going to recast legacy characters. And I know that's not a direct quote, but that's that's approximately what was said. And she says that in the issue that is publicizing the launch of Obi-Wan Kenobi, starring the Ewan McGregor, who has been recast as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Yeah. Well, it begs the question, is Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor version, is that now a legacy character? Well, I, I just, I'm just... I- that's kind of where I want to go with this. Like, yes. hey, guys, are we playing fast and loose with what recasting and legacy characters means? Or what mm. What have we learned the wrong lesson here? Because she also goes on to talk about an anticipated product that's not there, which is the Lando series starring Donald Glover, recast as Lando Calrissian. 
I know. Like, yeah, I don't I... think you can say, Kathleen Kennedy, that we're not going to recast legacy characters anymore when literally you have this product stream of recast legacy characters that's working. We can do a whole episode probably on whether Aldrin, whatever his name is, was the reason Solo failed or whether he was just not given much to work with. And I don't want to derail the podcast enough for that, but I wanted to jump back <laughs> to that Vanity Fair article on that point while yeah. it's fresh because I think it's kind of salient. So apologies. Railroad over me at this point now. I just railroaded over your plans for tonight. Apologies or talk about for who? When did we say that she's a terrible executive or we trashed her? We just said that she was basically lying in that article. That's what we yes, said. That would Scott's, be... ra Scott's raising his hand, but um, he's, oh, I think he's admitting the fact that he, that, he, that he may have slightly trashed her once or twice possibly, possibly. it might be it depends it depends on your point of view really on how you take hmm. it but it well, could have been a gentle nudging or it could have been just tearing her a new goddamn asshole that's a very sure ben kenobi you. approach to, should i reveal yeah. my anti kathleen kennedy shirt underneath this <laughs> I'm, oh i'm sorry I, that wasn't tonight that was well <laughs> i'm going to start a petition right now mm. that they scrap the we're going to call it two episodes of the Obi-Wan series because even though episode three is out tonight, we're not talking about it right now. We're only talking about no episodes one and two right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say they scrap those, redo all of them, keep o Ewan McGregor's performance in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, but a la Tarkin in Rogue One, they CGI Alec Guinness in over top of, uh, over top of <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Ooh, yeah. Solid. They can, oh, can, can do it. Oh, a CGI and de-age the CGI. Oh, yes. 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 Well, yes. Honestly, even just putting yes. the, the Clone Wars wireframe model of Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. But keep all the Ewan yes. McGregor voice and everything. Keep that in yeah. there. Yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Pa just paint right over it. That's all you got to do. Right. Mm. I don't I'm, think that's uh, gonna work. I'm down with this idea. Let's, yeah. let's go even this further. Let's just get the Joe Pesci de-aged version from that what horrible three-hour. Uh, the Irishman. The Irishman. Thank you. Oh, yeah. that was not horrible. We'll just use. It. Oh, you didn't man. like it? Oh man, I slept through that. It was bad. Really? Three times. It was. I don't think it was horrible, but it was pretty long. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, um, if oh, you've my. ever thought it was pretty long, give us a call. On the Wretched Hive hotline, that's at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell Hive. Hello, Nico. No, 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 no. Shana, put down the phone. He's not talking to you. And you can also find us online <laughs> at <laughs> facebook.com slash Wretched Hive podcast if you're a Facebook, on Facebook user, you can go check that out. Basically, Basically if you're over that? 45, you'll right. find us on Facebook. If you're not over it. 45, we're not on the web at all. That's right. <laughs> oh, we have Instagram. And Nico. You can also take a look God, Nico. at uh, Twitter. That's uh, <laughs> at RetchHivePod. We're really doing great with the soundboard today. We are. Greg, no. like just so out of curiosity, what is the worst social media platform, Facebook or Twitter? Truth. Ooh, truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also uh, we're becoming more active on Instagram. Oh, uh, I gotta get with, back on uh, it. Scott. Yes, and and I posting quite a bit. Yes, on Instagram. That's uh, at Wretched Hive seventy seven. So go take a look at our Instagram feed every now and then. We're blowing up, man. We're, we're blowing up. You gotta eat that mic. Remember? Oh yes. You gotta eat that mic. All right. Hey, we've got some I news don't take to cover. Is from mannequins. There's a few things that happen <laughs> in the Star Wars universe 
Uh, let's get to it right now, then. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. By the way, forgot to mention, post-Star Wars Celebration Special, all of our shows are streaming now for free. If you attended oh. Celebration, yeah, just enter. Oh. You just enter your badge. In at our website at wretchedhivepodcast.net, you can stream all of our episodes for free. And I think they have to confirm with their social security number, correct, Steve? Uh, yes. And the wire. have a three-digit code on the back of their credit card, (laughs) their mother's maiden name. Wire transfer number. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, talking about Star Wars Celebration, it's great that you brought that up, Nico, because Star Wars Celebration. Anytime, Steve. Just God, Nico. Ended last weekend. Uh, just... I am I am ready to hear. We had, we had a correspondent on the scene there. Yes. What what did Lisa Baldwin think of it? The wretched hive microphones <laughs> were. Well, the more she drank, the more vocal she got. Uh, I'll just say that um, the wretched hive microphones were there at celebration on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Lisa and I left work on Thursday evening, and uh, we. We just decided on the spur of the moment, you know what, let's go get a hotel tonight. Let's go out to the You know what, I'm I'm glad you did. You took my advice. You got there early. Yes. Smart. (laughs) I was concerned. I was concerned about the uh, getting there in the morning and figuring out parking and stuff. So we're just like, let's just go out tonight. And we, we found a reasonable hotel room. It was like less than 200 bucks, same day. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, so we got to the hotel room around seven, around nine, you've got some dinner around nine. Uh, and then we, about 11 o'clock made our way down to the hotel bar, which was packed with star Wars fans Oh from, yeah, from around the world. Sweaty, smelly nerds. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, what an dripping in con funk. <laughs> yeah. Greg was there too. Um, <laughs> And uh, it was it was so fun. I, I that was probably one of the most fun evenings I've had in since the pandemic began. No kidding. Wow. It was so fun. You guys, I walk in with the microphone with the little handheld mic. Well, actually, it was one of these mics plugged into my recorder and I'm just narrating. OK, welcome to the Wretched Eye podcast. I'm here with Lisa. She doesn't want to talk on the microphone at all. She hasn't had a drink yet. Oh. And uh we're walking into the hotel bar and some guy goes, Hey, there's a microphone. Hey, come here. Literally. It's, it, you can listen back to the episode. It's episode 226, two okay. episodes ago. And it's us in the bar from 11 PM till 1 30 AM. I interviewed like 10 or 11 people. Wow. Uh, somebody from <clears throat> Italy. I have a little list here going. So uh, a gentleman named Nito had the Filoni sighting. I was talking to you guys over, text that evening sent you a picture yes of him yes. with Dave Filoni in the elevator oh I'm sorry that was guy on the right that's that that was that was guy on the right is yes, who that was correct with Dave Filoni yeah. yes that was Nito his Nito. name was uh Dan and his wife Dan cosplays as Darth Revan oh nice really nice really nice costume he was showing off to us so you got Nito Greedo and Darth Revan <laughs> right or Reven however you want one of the it. best interviews is with this guy uh his his uh, his name is Alan, but his Instagram is Luke underscore Hangover, and he does a mashup <laughs> of Luke and and Galfinagas's character from The Hangover. 
It's it's a riot. He's got a picture of a porg with sunglasses on. He wears the porg and the like baby Bjorn. Oh my it's god. Ridiculous. Oh. Um Todd on Maui. At Todd on Maui on Instagram was another fun guy. Jeff and uh, and Sean from Chicago. Uh, Joe with the 501st Southern California Garrison and talked me up about the 501st. Nice. By the way, at the end of this night, Lisa's like, why aren't you a member of the 501st? I'm yeah, like, you have to make a costume. Yeah, I know. I, costume. Well, I'm like, does that mean you're letting me buy a Stormtrooper costume? No. And through her drunken teeth. No. no, no. You have to make a costume. Well, what I've learned is you buy the parts. You, and you, you, yes. can sh- you shape, then you shape them. And you shape yeah. them, yes. And paint them. And yes. And weather them. Yeah. 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 There's a guy that lives on my block. That okay. Does it. He's part of the 501st. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, I got the yes. I'm just saying. Oh. I got the yes. Here we go. It's not going to happen, but <laughs> I don't have any time oh, for no, that. Oh, no, it's going to happen. Someday. Dude, I'm going like to come Like five years from now. When I'm I have coming a in here job. and you're going to be in like. <laughs> Vader's 501st. You're oh going to be God. in the blue and the white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right awesome. here. Uh, also interviewed a group of guys from the Netherlands, collectors. Loud Mike, Uben, Frederick, and Anna. Frederick? You mean Friedrich? Fre- Frederick. Oh, yeah. oh, no. La- Wait a minute. Loud Mike? The guy's name was Loud Mike. <laughs> that, that's a garbage pail kid. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he was dressed head to toe. He had like uh, the R two D two suit on, nice. three button suit. Yeah, mm. nice guys. Everybody's just so you know. You you leave your politics at the door. There's none of that BS. It's all positive. Everyone's having a great time. And it was just talking Star Wars. Now the podcast itself, episode two twenty six, almost unlistenable because <laughs> I'm in there drinking for two hours. I can, I'm slurring my words at the end. If you want to hear me trying to keep it together and trying to actually do a podcast, I'm really trying hard and failing. Listen to episode 226 of the wretched hive, but I was up until 3 AM editing. And so I did drop it that night. That's awesome. Um, the other episode that, uh, recorded real quick is up 227. Got to interview the, the, uh, docents, John Nagel and Mark Morita from uh, Rancho Obi-Wan. Cool. How, how oh, are they? Nice. They're great. My, and we've talked to Mark on the show before. He's been on the show a few times. And John was actually on the show once. Yeah. Uh, but hadn't talked to those guys in a while and um, sat down with them right outside the door, unbeknownst to us, from where the costume contest, the cosplay contest for attendees was going on. Awesome. So as we were talking, attendees were walking out. Oh. Uh, and one of the uh, the winners was a Geonosian. Oh yeah, she had pr- she had created her own costume from head to toe, just incredible. Like the commitment it it takes to make these costumes and actually win the cosplay contest is just amazing. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Right. crazy so cool. you're telling me they won and Sexy Legs Gonk Droid didn't? Sexy Legs Gonk Droid was an epic. Uh, <sighs> Uh, well, it was epic, but <laughs> did not win. Uh, the one that walked up to us during that show or during the uh, recording was this guy. And I'm, I'll, it's a, I know it's an audio format here, but I'm just gonna, I'll show you Scott, and then. Oh yeah. So it's so samurai C three PO. Yeah, samurai Vader three PO. Yeah. Um, and this gentleman's name was um, oh man. Uh, I'm going to have to figure it out later. I think it's like 
some like big Vader or something like that. But he's like a mashup of three PO Vader and a samurai, solid gold. Uh, and he's got, if you notice the cod piece there, Scott, what's that cod piece look like to you? Oh, those are, uh, those are vintage <laughs> Vader TIE fighter wings. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah. From yep. the, uh, Kenner toy. Yeah. He had a whole story about the Vader wings on his costume. Well, I'm glad daddy's wings are covering his crotch. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Just for you guys. Oh, the sexy legs, uh, gonked right there. there <laughs> nice. Those are man legs. That's uh. Oh, there were. It's a man, baby. It's a man, there, baby. There were dudes in Le- the Leia bikinis. Yeah. Um, nice. You know, there there was. It was. It's just a a a, par- a three day Star Wars party is what it is. It was so fun. Um, Steve. Did, yes. How much to get you in slave Leia gear in public? Mm. <laughs> a thousand bucks. Everyone's counting right Th- now. Thousand bucks. I will walk through Cerritos Mall for an hour wearing slave Leia gear. Wow! You go to a con for a day. One thousand dollars. I'm sure. just impressed. No, Cerritos Mall is still around. Yeah, I got to work out. Give me six months. I I will <laughs> gladly accept that thousand dollars from you to have you walk around Cerritos Mall, Steve. Absolutely. I I, I okay. I guess I, <laughs> I misspoke. I misspoke there. You're um, welcome, Greg. Uh. Got to say, went to a few panels. Did get to go to a few panels. It wasn't all fun and games, um, although the panels were pretty fun too. Um, first day was the 20th anniversary Here we panel go. for the Attack of the Clones. Oh, sweet. Totally sweet cool. Got to, got to, want loving. you to acknowledge my shirt today too. 20th anniversary, <laughs> episode two with the clone helmet. That rules. Very cool. How um, much talk about sand happened during that panel? Oh, there was... Very little, actually, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, but there was, um, man, that panel was well. That was that was the surprise one, right? That's where Ewan and that's where well, one of them. They so Ewan and um, and Hayden, Hayden Christensen, thank you, walked out and surprised a few panels. Okay, um, but that was one of them. Yes, that's cool. they weren't on stage for like the first forty minutes of the hour long panel. Okay, and then. Ashley Eckstein, who was hosting the panel, said, wouldn't it be great if we had these two here to talk about? And then they walk out and the place just goes bananas. You know, people hadn't seen. At which point you passed out and didn't see anything else that happened after that. Correct. (laughs) I woke up in the ER two days later. Um, Also saw the Bad Batch season two uh, preview, which was cool. Awesome. We've got. uh, Oh, let me grab this poster really quick behind me. Yeah. Got, uh, this this poster was given to all the attendees. Kind of old oh, that's kind of bitching. Poster for the Bad Batch. Very very fifties uh, film noir looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah, cool. I like that. Yep, I try. I did try to steal several copies for you guys, but they were very very strict about how many copies we could grab. They give out like tickets, and you could only get one per ticket. Wow. Sorry guys. No worries. Um, best panel for me though was designing the Mandalorian with Doug Chang. Oh yeah, he basically oh, he basically, Doug Chang legend. Yeah, yes. he did like a PowerPoint presentation for forty minutes about the theory and and you know the ideas uh, behind the Mandalorian, all of the genesis of all of it, starting like five you know six years ago when they started conceiving the idea. So it was really cool. Oh yeah, been I've been a huge fan of his since episode one, uh, and those 
great books they put out art like the art of star wars for each one of the films Uh, i think i have all the prequel ones just because his artwork is amazing but uh only time i think on this podcast you're ever going to hear i enjoyed a 40 minute powerpoint presentation (laughs) (laughs) right right also you you know we're an older generation because we call it a powerpoint presentation Mm. as opposed to a deck yes or a tiktok thing well nico's (laughs) nodding his head so i know i'm not off base on that okay yeah. Yeah. Um, I must be really old because I don't even know what it, what the deck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, hold on. Uh, most people nowadays might even like, or well, millennials and younger might just call it a TED talk, even though it's not a TED related anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last panel was the uh, closing ceremony, where they announced uh, Lucasfilm announced the next Star Wars celebration. Oh yeah, that is significant for us because it is taking place, Scott. Yeah, April seventh through tenth. I know our birthday weekend. Yes, twenty twenty in the homeland in London. In London, yes, Excel Center in London. Kind of, kind of. So in twenty twenty three or twenty four. Twenty twenty three, less than a year. Oh, oh. so start saving, start saving our pennies, guys. That's a hell of a birthday. Two birthdays. Yeah. Right. Two birthdays at Celebration in London. Dude. Well, Greg's ticket's covered after Steve walks around Cerritos Mall, so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not sure how. So I got, so I got that how, paid for. How did that happen? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> uh, Math is hard on this, this show. I also did uh, did some shopping. I did some shopping. Well, I got, we some, I got some swag. Let's start with the swag. That's okay. So uh, I, I got... Uh, when does my uh, my life size stand up Princess Leia? When does that arrive? <laughs> I got a lanyard for every. I grab some extra lanyards so everyone on every host on the Wretched Hive podcast gets a Star Wars Ooh. Celebration lanyard. So there's your sky. Nice. Is that Kenobi? Yeah, that's a Kenobi oh, logo. Oh jeez! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. And then this one's not as fun, but they're, they're, the tops people, the fine people at tops. We're giving out lanyards too, so got you at tops. I'm literally going to hang all my garbage pail kids off there of this. Man. <laughs> there right, you go. Tops is that the is that upper deck? Is that the trading card? No, company? yeah, tops. tops. Uh, upper deck is a different company, but tops. Oh. Uh, tops is the company that printed Sweet. the the uh, the famous three PO goldenrod yes um, <laughs> card, and I I said oh three PO goldenrod. Goldenrod card. So yeah. they're coming. Yes, they're coming out with a new series of Star Wars cards. So they had a booth there, and uh, I asked the guy about. So do you get questions about the three PO card? And he's like, "What? What do you mean?" I'm like, <laughs> you work for Tops. You're selling Star Wars, and you don't know about this. And he's like, oh, "I have no idea. Maybe those guys do." And he points to some guy in the back, and I'm like, "Okay, let me tell you this little story, young man." Oh man! And I had I educated him. Uh, yes, and he he had no. He never heard of the Goldenrod, Goldenrod. Seriously, yeah. that yeah. is amazing. How do you amazing. Look and, what what was his reaction to your education, sir? He was sort of like, you know, really? Wow, I never heard that. Mm. He, he's got to be just fucking with you, not wanting yeah. to talk about it. Like he's heard of it 15 times today and doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be. No, he probably went back to those guys and was like, yep, so that's the 17th guy I've gotten to tell me that story today. <laughs> Dude's a podcaster. That was the worst one, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I did have an opportunity to do some shopping 
for uh, Greg on the show. Right, I did. Excellent. I Sorry, man. Uh, uh, so was this on the go. air that we did this? That that I yes. said, hey, do you guys? I, yeah. You guys, I said, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. I, I sent you fifty dollars live during the last podcast, okay. saying, "Buy me anything. I don't care what it is." You have a $50 budget, and I PayPal'd you immediately. By the way, that I was amazing. I hope it's the Gronk droid legs, person. I <laughs> hope was... it's the Gronk droid with the legs. Hey, Joey, come on in here. No. Um, <laughs> that would be so cool. So Joey that legs. was a really cool thing, by the way. I'm like, okay, you guys want just you want to give me any money? I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you something. And seconds later, I've got. Ba-ding, you've got $50 from Greg. Land. <laughs> like, awesome. So, but I took it very seriously because I wanted to get you uh, something that was definitely related to celebration, you know, that was uh, branded with the celebration logo so that, you know, it wasn't just a generic star Wars thing. Cause they had a lot of stuff like that, that, you know, you yeah. can buy anyway. It wasn't going to go to some rando t-shirt stand in the vendor area i wanted something from celebration and getting something at the celebration store was not easy (laughs) because there's always a line to get in there yes and there was a lottery there was literally a lottery to make a reservation to get in oh fuck man they stepped up their game yeah so you had two options you either wait in line or you get a lot get in the lottery and then the lottery allows you to make a reservation to go in Wow. So I never won the lottery. I was never able to get in. So I waited in line to get in. Oh, my God. And the first time we walked up to check out the line, two and a half hour wait. Oh, my God. And I'm like, fuck this. So we went back and waited about 45 minutes later in the afternoon. So it wasn't too bad. Wow. But, uh, yeah, did did a lot of shopping all at once. And uh, hang on. I got it. Here's my package. All right. All right, so I got you two things, Greg. Ah, $50 goes a long two way in the things. celebration shop is what it does. <laughs> so the fir- so I messaged Greg. I didn't tell him what it was. I just said, black or beige? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was your response to that? I said, uh, I most of my T-shirts are black, and that's typically how I would lean. But since I have so many black T-shirts, beige is the way to go, just to be different this time. All right, so there were two uh, art t-shirts from the the con itself there was a black mm-hmm. one that was kind of more plain generic logo and there was a beige one so you got mm-hmm. the beige one so that is excellent is the, this is the logo oh, oh that's fucking beautiful that is gorgeous. i love that that's, that's amazing yeah very cool logo oh, you've got vader wow. in the back with the sort of nested jedi you've got darth maul in there you've got mando oh. you've got ahsoka and then the logo at the bottom uh, that is amazing. That is uh, very, wow. very. Nice I love shirt. that. That's amazing. It's that a great shirt. Cool. That is a yeah. great shirt. Oh my god! Uh, Fifty dollars well spent. Compared to this next thing, though. <laughs> see, see I would have bet on Greg picking black. If we're being perfectly honest, though. That's that's normally my well, go-to color, absolutely. And I told Steve beige on purpose just to. Mix it up a little bit because I have so many black T-shirts. Yeah, uh, you chose wisely. You the, did. The black yeah. is is nice, but the beige one is Dude, like it, an art piece. It's up, really it's up really close cool. and personal. That thing looks fucking amazing. Yeah, and it's a Greg. nice seriously. It's a nice quality, nice soft oh, shirt too. Dude. It's really cool. Yeah, he's yeah, nice. Stop yeah. touching my shirt, both of you. You know what? You know what? Oh, I'm, you should put this on. <laughs> I'm gonna drop. Yeah, let me do that. Let me get that all worked. The in inside for the tag <laughs> says you know Star Wars Celebration 2022, so it's got it's pretty nice. That's all rad. Right. 
Now, at Celebration, <laughs> there was another uh, <laughs> event that they were sort of celebrating that was the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. So, oh, boy. I'm not sure. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. Oh, my God. Is you it, actually got me Hayden well, Christensen for 20 extra dollars. I, I, I That's amazing. Open this Wait. Up just a little bit and Wait. show Scott just a little bit. Of is, this. Is, that, <laughs> is that real? That is that real sand? So what this is, uh, this is a towel. <laughs> but it's just, it's not just any towel. It is a oh. sand repellent towel. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. You feel that? I know. It's not terry cloth. Oh my god! And it says, "I don't like sand." <laughs> and it's got a picture of Anakin at the bottom. It's got a huge. This is a, a like a beach towel. It says, uh, "I don't like sand." And then you there to, are choices you, at the bottom. It's it says, it's uh, coarse. It's rough. It's irritating. It's irritating. And it gets everywhere. All, e, all of the above. And then uh, you've got the 20, 20 years of uh, episode two Attack of the Clones logo at the bottom. Greg, he is not shitting you. It is sand repellent it, material. It's literally <laughs> a sand repellent towel. I think it's water oh. repellent too, man. Yeah, I, is, I think yeah. it's like a... It's like a what you is you, kind you of sat at the beach and just watched the babes line up. Oh, yeah. oh, I was oh, going to yeah. say, I'm pretty sure it's babe repellent. I'm not, is a, big, not a chick magnet. It's female. Right? I am oh, not a big fan of sand. Yeah. Big fan of sand. So that actually fits me perfectly, Steve. Mm-hmm. I, I could not applaud your efforts any Thank further. You. Thank you very that much. is amazing. So what the, you could do with this, though, also, you could hang it as like a, a, a banner, a banner? wall behind your desk. <laughs> you know, just look at oh. face. Or you could use this like a so curtain awesome. in a door. In place uh, yes. of a door. Time oh, yeah. out, people. You can wear that as a cape. <laughs> that is full on getting stitched around your neck, and you are walking around with that, dude. So that, I, that I, was... I, I go with option C there. Thank you, Scott. I'm working on a class right now. <laughs> a lot of fun shopping for you, and thank you for, uh, for, thank you for allowing oh, me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Those two uh, amazing, amazing, that, that could actually, I could not have hoped for a better outcome, Steve, and I thank you for <laughs> playing along with that. Um, and I appreciate wow. you uh, thinking about me. You're very welcome. And it uh, just goes to show the rest of you, you should have given me money to shop for you. <laughs> that would have been, been Next time, when you next go to London, time. next time when you go to London, hey, send me 50 pounds. Look, would you like 100 bucks? Yeah. Look, yeah. If, if we buy our tickets in six months, six months ahead of time, they won't be that much. We could probably get <laughs> seven, 800 bucks round trip. If oh, I. Come on. Now, this is tempting. It's really tempting. Come on, yeah. London, if I if I planned, let me let me let me take a step back. All if right. I planned a trip to London with my wife, yeah, and spent four of those days attending a Star Wars convention, <laughs> I think I would be kicked out of the plane on the way back. Yeah, it's possible <laughs> without a parachute. Yeah, Greg, what if I, I, what I if I brought right, Greg? I I, what, I think that's what would happen. What if I brought my wife, and then they would have buddies? Mm. No, no. They they would have buddies to kick both of you out of the plane <laughs> on the way back. Yeah. You haven't learned, young Padawan. <laughs> so it I literally I And you know what? And that reaction I just want to say, that's not like my wife is a task mess. That's a fair reaction. When you go that far to do something that you do here all the time. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's like going to Hong Kong to go to Disneyland. How, how often no. does celebration happen? Come on. Every year. 
employment. Every year. I, I, I was at a wedding <laughs> this weekend, and the father of the groom did a demonstration where he said, you know, all right, now my son, I, 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 want, you, I want you both, my daughter-in-law, I want you to listen to me. So daughter-in-law, put your hand on the table. Now, mm. son, I want you to put your hand over the top of your lovely new bride's hand. Now, I want you to remember this moment because it is the first and the last time you will have the upper hand in this marriage. <laughs> well, God. That's nice. That is nice. Good job, Dad. Oh, man. Accurate. 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 Yes. And again, I want to stress, not the wrong reaction to kick somebody out of the plane for doing something like that. Now, if yeah. we plan, happen to plan a trip, just guys, different story. But – if I'm gonna oh go to God, London. It'll be like the hangover in London, but with Star Wars. So tempting. Look, we go five we go five days. First day, we just see as much as we can in London. And then we do Star Wars celebration for you know, half the days and then kind of see other stuff as we go. We drink the whole time. We forget. What would what would be what the over see? under on the wretched hive causing an international incident? <laughs> Are we bringing Scott? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That changes the odds dramatically. Hi, this is Mark, and this is John, and we're from Rancho Obi Wan, and you're listening to the, the Wretched Hive Podcast. All right, we are going to talk now. We're going to shift gears, guys. We're going to talk about. Little series that was released during celebration called Obi Wan Kenobi. Do we need to throw the spoiler alert up? Just uh, yes. Yeah, let's let's, do let's it. put that up here. Spoiler alert! Okay, you've been warned. You've been warned. Are you somehow making that louder than no, everything else? No, I don't adjust the volume at all. I don't know. <laughs> what? Although, Kind of see. <laughs> Holy crap. Huh? I'm sorry, Dave. All right. Star Wars uh, on Disney Plus. Release date of Friday, May 27th during celebration. Uh, part one and part two. So episode the episodes are just called part one, part two. I assume the episode that aired today as we record is part three. And we're not talking about that tonight, but we're not. Is that do you guys know? Like, I didn't know. like Bruno, we are not talking about part three. Yeah. All right. Okay. Not at all. Uh, directed by Deborah Chow and story by Stuart Beatty and Hussein Amidi. Now, I hadn't heard of either one of these, but Stuart Beatty uh, wrote the screenplay for Collateral. So he's got some pretty serious uh, writing credibility there. Um, all right. So let's get into it, guys. Uh, a loose shot, but loose scene by scene here. I didn't prep like I normally do, and we're kind of short on time tonight. But I just want to start out with the recap. Episode one begins with you know previously on Star Wars, and we get the history of Obi Wan Kenobi. What do you think of uh, starting the series with that, Scott? The prequel films that we should have got. That's basically what I felt. <laughs> um, no, it it really it, three minutes. They did a great job. And yes, it did actually make me feel that way. Like they covered the stuff that we needed to see for Obi-Wan, but very dramatic. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that build up to it. And uh, shockingly, not a single scene of Jar Jar in that. Right. So yeah. it felt almost weird. Like I don't hear that laugh or that, that voice. And uh, But it was cool. I mean, 
they could have had something in there, and uh, it leads up to but something. They but they did I, show Qui Gon, if I recall correctly. They did. Yes. And Yoda mentions Qui Gon. I think it's the last scene of the previously on segment. Mm-hmm. Yoda says, "Oh, com- you know, learn teach teach you to commune with your master. I will. Yeah, whatever the line is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they- so Qui Gon's presence so far is felt. Right. The the shadow of Qui Gon." Is, is it is it felt is or is present. the absence of it felt? Because to me, it's more like he's missing that presence. Yes, and we're and that's where I'm kind of going with is I I wonder if they're setting something up for later, mm. right? Like why? Not why? Like it's the only answer, but. A possible answer is that they're setting something up so that there is some type of a, a moment or connection that will happen, you know, in Act Three of this story. There was a moment when Ben is having an, his nightmare, right? He's sort of tossing and turning and having a nightmare, and he kind of wakes up and comes out of it, and he says, "Master, Master," and I, you know, you kind of lead led me to believe, Greg, that we were about to see Qui Gon, you know. Uh, I don't know. Did you yeah, that I way? got that a, a couple of times, actually. There were a couple of instances where I'm like, man, they're really, really pimping the fact that he's coming back soon. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we quickly flash to getting what I thought was just a brilliant way to start episode one with the Padawans. And what we're seeing live action Order 66 with clone troopers yeah. in live action for the first time. Because I think I'm pretty sure all the clone troopers were digital. CG. CG. This is okay. yeah, this is the first time we're getting real actors. Yeah. I think as that era of clone troopers, right? right. Is that right, guys? I think so. I, I don't think we've had live actors as clone troopers before. All right, now yeah. Nico, I'm handing this to you. Talk about your theory here with uh You mean the theory he stole from me? The Padawan. <laughs> One of the Padawans as uh, maybe someone we're going to see later on, and I think you're muted, my friend. I would like to make it clear that I was the first one to make it publicly known that it was my stance. Uh, I would also like some collaboration from Gregory that I talked about this, what was it, Thursday night? Friday night? Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. So I, I said it then before also, but um, it's my theory that the Padawan second from the left at the end of the Order 66 opening scene mm-hmm. when one of the Padawans says, well, now what do we do? And then they all kind of gather over their uh, the, the Jedi trainer that's there. Second from the left, I'm saying that that's going to be the third sister. I don't know. So Reva, you're saying it's it's Re- Moses Ingram's character Reva. as an adult. Yes, yes Reva. Yeah. So I I don't. Uh, well, I don't know which order it is, or if it's second from the left or whatever. But I know there's only one Padawan that gets kind of a close up when they're drawing yes. the camera over the Padawans, and they kind of give the one a little bit of a close up. So yeah. that was Correct. that was a clue for me when I saw it the second time. Well that that's what I wanted to point out. And I'm gonna add to Nico's theory because I actually agree with Nico's theory. And I I know he claimed it on the, the thread first and that's great. I actually had a conversation with Greg after the fact. Mm. Uh, we had a wonderful discussion about this. But what I also really enjoyed is Nico's right on that 
uh, and you, Steve, as well. But when the first pullback shot, like it's coming in from the city, and I love this, mm. you go into the Jedi Temple, which shows a lot more of the nature side of oh, Coruscant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all that greenery and shrubbery. The very first Padawan you see is her. And it pulls over the top of her head, and then it starts to reveal all the Padawans around her. Mm-hmm. So I really love that that was a focus and a, a subtle one. You, it's not until later that you kind of start to make those connections. Yeah. So, yeah. no, it was great. Great observation, Nico. Yep. Well done, Nico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good job. God, Nico! We see uh, a lot of what we see in the trailer uh, with Obi-Wan sort of like living his life on Tatooine. He's apparently working at some sort of a meat processing plant. Yeah. A lot of Adobe. <laughs> a lot of Adobe being made. thought that was going to be a he, great comment. He's he's uh, <laughs> riding he's riding his EOP, and he takes a little slice of the, the meat for his EOP every evening. I, I got to point this out. Okay, first of all, you got the space whale, or whatever that thing is. Oh, yeah. So That's a, a straight pull from the Macquarie um, right. artwork. So is I, it? I, oh, yeah. Oh, I, nice. Yeah, yep. I love that. And I love that we've also, you know, whether you liked it or not, but in the Boba Fett series, you got the whole backstory that Tatooine used to be an ocean planet that's dried up. Mm. So where the hell did this thing come from? Or maybe it was preserved (laughs) at the bottom of the ocean. But I really want to say the thing I'm appreciating the most about the, the direction of this and the writing on this is we do get the EOP again. And it's a great flashback or a connection to the prequels but we don't get the fart jokes right and i love the better cgi in it it looks more realistic and weathered than an older version of that type of creature like it's beaten down the 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 desert atmosphere or whatever it just looks like it's taken its toll on it so Mm -hmm. i really enjoy the look of this show Oh, I thought you were going to say brilliant. you love the fart jokes. No. He does love the fart jokes. I... He just won't admit it. <laughs> uh, we we see Obi-Wan buying the toy T-16 that he attempts to give to Luke, and Ben thwarts it. What's up with that? Why? How do? You, are we thinking that's the same toy that Luke has in episode four? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It absolutely. Same, same, one, same one he's playing with when he's up there um, in, the, in the garage cleaning up 3PO. Yeah, 100% yeah. the same one. Yep. Although although Owen throws it back at him and says we don't need we don't want any help from you. That's episode one. We still have right, time yeah. for him to get it back. Uh, I yeah. want I w- I really want to point something out though, um, and mm-hmm. I pointed it out to Dave via text, and I saw Scott this past weekend, and I showed him the actual video of it. We talked four years ago when the sh- when we there was first hints of an Obi Wan show coming, that there was going to be a moment of Obi Wan. Looking over young Luke and <laughs> making Adobe. Let's just call it that. <laughs> and we got to call it something to get by the censors at Apple. So yes. I, I swear Adobe. to God, if, if you go back and you watch the episode now, it's there. So there stands Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's got a set of binoculars, and I'm and I'm doing it for the camera right now, so yes. you guys can yep. see what I'm talking about. Yep. He's holding it with both hands. As soon as Luke comes into view, <laughs> one of those hands drops down. It's true. He is not it's lying. True. Stop he's, it. He's not lying. Stop no, it. No, he's not lying. Not and my Disney. Is, he is the old next door neighbor from the family guy. <laughs> and I'm like, they did not just do that right now. 
I hate that he's so right, but he's so right. It's so, and they never cut the camera. They never follow His down. Hand just goes. That's it. You just see it do this. It just disappears off Does the bottom. Start, <laughs> yep. a little jitterbug going on there. You're going to have oh, a I now texting one hand. It's my favorite character. <laughs> Star Wars universe. Oh. Um, We're gonna get so much hate. So kudos to Disney. <laughs> For, listening for really to leaning leaning into it, and as far as I mean, <laughs> do we want to use the phrase "lean in here," I'm waiting for the meme. Now oh I'm waiting for the meme. Oh. <laughs> Someone boomerang that, so you just see his hand going in and out of frame. <laughs> oh god! So uh, so wrong. I love so the little... Greg. Did you did you when you <sighs> saw that scene in real time? Did you try to keep jump up out of the couch it. and with your fists pumping heavenward yell, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Craig just screams out, Adobe, make it Adobe. This is where Steve tries to shift, downshift back so to sorry, man. mainstream I'm so Star sorry. Wars here. I feel bad for Steve right I now. I did love the bit okay. with Obi-Wan and the Jawa. And he's like, if you're going to steal my stuff, at yeah. least clean it first. And the job no. was like, clean that's, tr- that's extra. Keep it costs extra. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This, this is, yeah, that was, that was great. But I have an honest question here because I don't remember. Is that the first time we have had subtitles for Jawas? Oh, God. Um, it may be. It may be. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I feel maybe. like it was, but I'm not 100% on it. I, I don't think there was ever subtitles in Mandalorian. And that was one of the... No, I cause no, I take that. I was gonna say that's one of the first time we've seen them communicate. No, Uncle Owen talked with them all the time in the very first movie. So fuck yeah. you, Greg. Yeah. It was right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great, Greg. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're also so introduced. Steal my own parts and sell them back to me. You could at least clean them first. We're also introduced to uh, the Inquisitors. Pretty early in this episode. By the way, thank you, Nico, for ruining every scene. I see them strutting on scene. So thank you. Oh, yeah. So that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> thank you. And you're referring to a, a video that Nico shared with us yes. about strutting in, uh, in Star Wars. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it but is. thank you, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Bring back the dance fight. And pretty And we. we we learn quickly, excuse me, that there is another Jedi hiding yes. on Tatooine. Which is something that we discussed on the show. Yes. That has now brought attention, undue attention to Tatooine. Ben's hiding place Ben's in Tatooine. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's some great lines uh, from the Grand Inquisitor here. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's his uh, friend? Um, what's the actor's name? Big actor. His last name is friend isn't it oh playing the grand oh, Ru- rupert friend rupert, rupert, rupert friend. friend yes the, thank you the grand inquisitor yes exactly thank you rupert friend he says do you know the key to hunting the jedi friend it's patience i love i love the dialogue the jedi cannot help what they are their compassion leaves a trail that's that's great it's so good yep. and the you know jedi what? code is like an itch it's the whole monologue moment that mm-hmm. he's having here is so much better than the trailer, which they cut it down. Yeah. But it's just, it's a, a great piece of dialogue. It is. It's and, great. And I will say, generally overall, most of the stuff that was in the trailers, hmm. I think has been seen by the end of part three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's some part three stuff in the trailers. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but I'm just saying, that... 
that makes me love what what's going to happen next and love how they did the marketing because so many times when they're marketing these things and putting these trailers together they include enough stuff from the end of the sh- of the story so that you get a sense of where it's going or where it's going to wind up yeah mm-hmm. and they haven't done that with Obi-Wan Kenobi these next these remaining 3 hours that the mo- four out of the five of us have to watch are a pretty blank slate open field we don't know virtually anything that's going to happen that's, that's that's a thought. That's awesome. That's a fair observation, but I think we can figure out where it might end up. Yes, we right. we can. But my yeah. point is, we don't have any clips or clues from the marketing material to help us connect the dots. Yeah, but we're not doing that tonight because one of the five of us have not seen episode. No, three yet. we're not. But no I just spoilers. I wanted to make I just right. wanted to make that point. All right. So, yeah. looking out for myself here. <laughs> not uh, saying a word. Not saying a uh, word. And we we get we jump quickly to Alderaan. And we meet a young Leia and her parents. This really, for me personally, I, I had no idea this was coming and it was a pleasant surprise. I, I thought they would strictly stay with with the Luke story. I, you know, we saw glimpses of the Dai Wu or vegan cheese, whatever you want to call it, planet. Um, mm-hmm. We saw glimpses of it on the trailer, but I had no idea that, that we'd get a young Leia. And, and no. And welcome, welcome, welcomed into the uh, into the story for me. I thought it was I thought it was a good choice to put her in. It ma- it makes sense. I right. I liked it too. I applaud that they kept it out of the marketing materials. I had heard some some speculation on that, so I was I, I, it was not out of left field to me. But it, it does feel natural. It feels right. It, it feels like the sort of thing that would get that would draw Obi Wan kind of back into the galaxy is Leia being in jeopardy, even as opposed to Luke. Almost nothing else would pull him away from as, watching as, over as Luke. As detached as he is, it, it almost feels like he's disconnected himself from the Force, like we've seen Luke Skywalker do uh, in The Last Jedi. Funny that you say that, because I was going to bring up later that I can kind of... Now, seeing these first two episodes and seeing where Obi-Wan is after 10 years of being pretty much isolated you kind of get to finally see that transformation where luke was at mm-hmm. in episode you know eight just um, done better because they're showing you what's what's happening well, and that's what him. i mean is you yeah. get to see it right yeah. we didn't get to see that with luke so now it makes sense what would happen to a jedi he, mm-hmm. yeah yeah Again, and he I, is yeah. and greg and i were talking about this in text today and i won't get into it too much but he, he is playing a very broken man mm-hmm. in this show, and he is doing it magnificently. Oh, yeah. I can't agree more. I also think that might be one of the reasons why we're not seeing the connection with Qui-Gon. I think, if I remember correctly, the reason they can commune with Jedi after in the afterlife is because they're, they're at a balance in their life. Mm. There's peace. And this character has no peace at this point. Mm-hmm. It's all turmoil and chaos that's happening, and he's trying to keep it under control. That's what I love. And I think the best part about that is Ewan's performance yeah. in this show is top-notch. Yeah. Like, God damn, that dude is just, wow. <laughs> the scene where uh, Ben is on his EOP and he's confronted by the, the runaway Jedi who's asking for his help. Yeah. The Jedi says, what happened to you? You know, and he, he he says, you know, what I want you to do is go take this, go out to the desert, bury it in the sand, 
and live your life. Live, live a regular life or a normal life, life. Something like that, yeah. We, lo- we lost. Yeah. And it's like, wow. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi saying that. That's yeah. crazy. He, he's, he's the best broken glun- gunslinger since Lee Marvin's kid Shaleen in Cat Baloo. You know, um, he said that like a Jeopardy. (laughs) Comparing it to Mark Hamill, and not to knock on Mark Hamill, but comparing it to Mark Hamill's performance in The Last Jedi, where they're kind of at a similar space, as we just kind of alluded to. You know, uh, there's just so much more emotion and fear and, and terror and heartbreak in. Ewan's performance than there was in Mark Hamill's performance. Now, whether you want to call that the script writing or just the actor, you can debate that. But I, for me personally, while I felt it in the last Jedi, I felt it so much more and it's so much more powerful here. Yeah. I I almost feel like Greg's starting to see what I was trying to talk about. Well, (laughs) what's interesting about this, I'm so glad you brought this up and I know we're in the middle of this reviewing episode one here, but, I actually have a deeper appreciation for episode eight as a result of watching these episodes so far. I was thinking about yeah. this over the weekend. I really do. And, and I, I was making the argument the whole time, Scott, okay. that that's how that this is why Luke was the way he was, because he was a broken man. Yeah, but look at Ewan <laughs> McGregor's performance. If Luke is broken like Obi-Wan is, I don't see Obi-Wan going, Woohoo, well, zippity doo dah, here's my well, lightsaber or Ba-doo. flipping it over. Yeah. And can you imagine Ewan McGregor out on the like talk circuit going, that's not my Obi-Wan. Right. Mark that- Hamill actually went out. And, I mean, I love the guy. He's he's, you know, our, he's a he's our gift. But that's not my Luke. But he said that on the tour following the, the movie. I, I, you know, I know. But man, but that was rough. And, and to <laughs> to counter and even continue this, Greg. I'm going to say <laughs> it's not Mark Hamill. Mm. I and that's evident by everything we've seen on that tour and everything that's promoting uh, episode 8. Mm-hmm. I blame the writing. I blame the director. There could have been a better explanation for that broken person that we see in that film like we're seeing with Obi-Wan now. And and Scott, I will say I think you have a point but I also think the the correlation to your point is that the limitations of the storytelling medium in question. Sure. I think that the t- the episodic TV you have more time to stretch out and explore it successfully in depth. And unfortunately, with with filmic writing, at the end of the day, you you have a hard limit on your time constraint there. Fair enough. And if I'm... you if you start giving more to one story, you do sacrifice for another. I'm not trying to say that like oh they made the best choice. I'm I'm just saying I think. I think those do do kind of twin up. Well, a little hold bit. on, hold on. Mm. Fair to say that, but also listen for one second. We're going to be discussing. We're in the middle of discussing two episodes, mm-hmm. which is less than two hours. And what we we're talking about is a moment in those two episodes, compared to what we had fifteen minutes or less with mm. Luke in the first one. So yes, I'll give you that. But also. It, that's not the whole thing that's happening here. There's more story that's being told. We're not focusing on just that, but he's I, just doing it better, and the writing's better in this. It, it, it's fair, but I I think when I say there was there's constraints of story, I think they were trying to tell too much story. I think that'll be a, an sure. end mm-hmm. lesson to be learned for the sequel trilogy. They were trying to tell too much sure. story with too many characters yeah. to really fit into what amounts to at most seven and a half hours of screen time. But and, and the and the Obi Wan story, at least so far, 
is a much smaller canvas and a much smaller grouping of characters on which to paint and play with. So you have not only more time, but you have fewer characters with which to tell the story. Yeah, and, and I get that. I, I do. I really do. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I have some. And how do we always wind up talking about the Last Jedi? Let's let's get, let's loop this back to Obi Wan because there's let's some there's some really I, good stuff it. to get to. But I love Greg that you talked about. Yeah. Terrifying because we'll come back to that when we review Episode Three on Saturday. <laughs> I've got one more question about this that I can't let go. Okay. Maybe we can talk about it on Saturday. Let's do. Did Brian Johnson's script and Mark Hamill's performance of that of those words allow for? this show to to show a broken down obi-wan it, it could I, have did it open the door it for could this? have but this is a story that was that we have talked about many times over the years about wanting to see we want to see what happens minus the adobe jokes yeah but, but not did we, well i i always pictured him as being a heroic guy and trying to be play the sure you but know. but if he showed up as Tim Timothy Oliphant, I mean, how interesting of a story is that really going to be at the end? Right. I totally agree. That's what I'm saying. Did did are we blessed with Ryan Johnson's episode eight script that led us to where we are now? Settle I, down. Settle down. Do <laughs> not. Look, we are but, not and, and, and remember, they started production on this series and scrapped it. You know, very early on it in production, and basically restarted from scratch. That's right. I I mm. suspect when we get time and distance to really look at this stuff in terms of, of what the production, what the first decade of, of Disney owning Lucasfilm has meant. Mm. I, I suspect that it wasn't so much like an inspiration, like, Oh, they did this idea here. Let's do it. But kind of a realization that it, there's a thematic echoing like George Lucas always wants here. And let's, let's pay a little bit of attention to it and, and see what we can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind yeah. of a happy circumstance of Brian Johnson often did this thing on his own without knowing what was going to happen with an Obi-Wan project in development. And there was an element of his story that was kind of what they were going to do in Obi-Wan. And then they, it, the natural harmonies mm-hmm. presented themselves. Possibly a little Star Wars ring theory going on here. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. under our okay. nose. All right. All right. Eventually. Uh, well, it probably happened because Kathleen Kennedy set up a lunch between them. God oh, Jesus Christ. Not again. <laughs> um, all right. Eventually, Leia does get kidnapped. Really, the only thing that could pry Ben away. By, by needles. Sure. Needles. But I have, one, I have one point to make on this, because I yes. love the performance of the girl that they cast as young Leia. Yeah. Recasting right. a legacy character, let me just add. That is uh, Vivian Lyra but Blair. Congratulations. She is, fan- on, she is on- fantastic, but I have to say, Tom Cruise's running in films is a thing, and that actresses running in this series is the opposite of Tom Cruise. Thank you. (laughs) I do not understand how anybody doesn't catch this effing kid because she's moving at about two miles an hour at top speed. Oh, that's one of the very tiny flaws in these two episodes that I, I, I noticed as well. And I feel bad about this because I think she's doing a great job with the character. I, I am yeah. loving her in this performance. Ooh. I mean, how can how fast okay. can it look like you're going when you're seven and you're trying to sprint? I mean, I I'm pretty oh, sure I ran man. faster than that when I was seven. I'm do not I, trying to brag, but I'm I, pretty sure I ran faster than that when I was. Do seven. I just I well, have a f- way flea picture. flea would have caught her, but he did not have a sock on his cock, guys. So <laughs> that's right. That's that's, right. that's his superpower. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, uh, Luke is called in. That went action. dark quick. Luke is called into action. Thank he you for saving me, Greg. He initially <laughs> denies the call to action. 
which immediately I'm like, okay, this is now his hero's journey. He's he's called into into action by um, Jimmy Smith, Bail Organa. Yeah. He denies the call, and then of course he answers the call, and now he's off to Alderaan to uh, excuse it, me it, to die. You, I think you're dead on with that, Steve. And yep. when this thing is done, we we should try to take the Joseph Campbell hero journey outline and just see, not try to force it, but just honestly see how this story lines up or doesn't line up with that arc so Love far it. it's, it's a great idea it's doing pretty good all right episode two we are on now on on dayu title titled of course episode two part two part two i think i think it's part uh, two. Uh, you might be right part two <laughs> yeah, that makes much episode, more sense episodes are the movies i think i think that's what they're reserving <laughs> those for uh i i love the scene where uh, ben sees a homeless vet on the street, and of course, it's Tamara Morrison playing the vet. Yes, planning, but his reaction. Oh, you got to stop, man! You have to, you have to pull the rank on this. Yeah, the five hundred first, the blue it's, emblem. It's Vader's. Yes, it is absolutely the ones that were storming uh, the not, Jedi not Temple. Not emblem, but the coloring. The yeah, coloring, exactly. Yeah. So, it is I mean, right away, is, is that? Well, the first feeling I didn't catch it. I will admit I was like looking at at Tamara Morrison's face. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They you know brought mm-hmm. him in. Um, but this is this is you know of course the five hundred first that marched into the the Jedi Jedi Temple. Temple you know behind Anakin and slaughtered younglings and yeah. <laughs> and now Ben is like you know flipping him a, a a credit. Which, by the way, this is another reason why I love this callback is because up until that point I. Don't remember specifically if we do see any of the troopers mowing down kids. I don't think so. Uh, well, the one young Jedi outside, uh, okay, Jet Jet, Jet Lucas's Lucas's character. kid, yeah. right? But he was supposed to be at least like one that was coming of age, like or, so, like yeah. sixteen to young eighteen years old, or something. Still yeah. brutal, but here we see them in the temple at the opening sequence. Yeah, and it's all of them, man, and they're live action people playing it. And I'm like that. That was terrifying. That was. And, and then to see the guy sitting there like that, like an actual yeah. vet. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, this, God, this show is so, so brutal. That was well done. <laughs> uh, a, a random spice dealer. I don't know if this kid is going to be any consequence to the story, but gives Ben a sample of some uh, spice that comes in handy later on. First one's always free, Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we meet uh, Haja Estri, who is this, uh, you know, plays this like wannabe Jedi sort of scammer, right? He's scamming people, trying to convincing them that he's a Jedi while using magnets and robotics to open and close windows and things. Yeah. So yeah, was... I don't think Obi-Wan was very appreciative of that. No, <laughs> no, not at all. But he ends up helping later. He ends up helping uh, Obi-Wan later. Um, of course, Ben rescues Leia, not using the Force at all. But what did you think about the fight scene? Did you have any reactions to the uh, to Ben's fight scene? You know, he may not have been keeping up in his Force practices, but goddamn if he doesn't know some uh, some judo moves in there. <laughs> well, it's actually pretty good, the hand-to-hand combat. We never really saw that happen at all in any of the prequel movies, but he's really, you know... He's got a training partner out there on Tatooine in the desert somewhere. Well, when you're making Adobe all day long, you're building up some muscles. <laughs> That's, right. That's those, all I'm saying. Those, those, uh, those, that right hand those, is just fucking just buff. The, far, the forearm. The forearm. Just like Popeye. Um, 
And he he really doesn't use the force at all until he absolutely needs to and Leia is falling from the building and he saves her from hitting the ground. Great moment. Yeah. And he struggles too. So it's yeah. uh, like Dave yeah. was saying, he's disconnected himself from the force and so he struggles to catch her. Yeah, that was... And it would make sense that he disconnects himself from the force because why you know why put a just giant beacon, you know, for yeah. for anybody to come find a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to point out that one of the bounty hunter uh, droids is a uh, I it, I don't know how they're connected, but it is definitely one of it's not the droid, but it's probably a, a relative, a connection, some point of uh, the one from the Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, with the big like, uh, four, like a, is that four Lom? Is that who that is? Yes, four L O M. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Good pull, uh, Scott. Yeah. That is a good pull. It's like the mantis looking head, right? Big green big eyes. Eyeballs. Yeah, the head's a little. Yeah. It's a C three PO body protocol mm-hmm. droid with a big weird bug eyed head. Yep. So that was kind of cool to see. Great choreography and cinematography on the rooftop, blast the blaster fight. Yeah, um, as Ben is trying to save uh, Leia. Love that whole scene, the depth of that scene. It's just so well shot. Point out also because of the the struggles you're seeing with him and the and the using the force, mm. he's using a blaster, a non elegant weapon through right. all of this. Yeah, I thought about that. Everything keeps his lightsaber hidden the entire time. So right. That, that but he takes of... it with him. He's carrying a lightsaber. But right. He... Yeah, that's that's yeah. the cliffhanger ending in episode one is when he's getting on the transport. Um, he reveals briefly his lightsaber. Right. You know, a clip to his belt, which is the first. You know, it, the first time he's held it in probably many, many, many years because it had been buried out in the sand. That's right. Mm-hmm. With Anakin's lightsaber. Yes. That's, yeah, that, that was sequence. really cool. Oh God. What does he say when he in episode two he tosses the blaster away? So uncivilized. Yeah. And now he's like using it, you know, everywhere, everywhere, and using yeah. it very proficiently. I might add. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a dead eye shot. He's it doesn't seem like he's using the force to help him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. <laughs> Nico, was it you that shared the video of uh, HR Vader and HR Vader pay, get, gets the stormtroopers better insurance? So They'll get like uh, laser vision surgery, and they can all shoot all of a sudden. <laughs> Was that, was that you? I don't remember that okay. one specifically, but right. I mean, I do share a lot of videos, but that's, <laughs> yeah, it could have been, but I don't yeah. know. So it's this remake. Oh, maybe it was my son. It was this remake of Star Wars, only every time the stormtrooper shoots, he hits his target. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so like, Luke is dead in the second. You know, dead. dead. Second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, at the end, Reva watching Ben and Leia um, get away on the transport ship, uh, just called total for me, call back to Rogue One. You know, as Vader standing there as Leia blasts away. So we t- skipped. Well, yeah. we, we skipped the most important part, I yeah. think. Bring me back. Of Obi-Wan so far, which is, well, first of all, Reva apparently killing the Grand Inquisitor oh. while stalking. Yeah, which Obi-Wan which as, okay, apparently is a big contract. Now, I, am, I know that Inquisitors were rebels, um, yes. not so much Clone Wars. I think they were more rebels. Is that yeah. right? That's yep. right. Yes. Yes. And um, I I did see Rebels, but uh, there's apparently a big controversy about the one who was killed is actually kind of breaks canon. Is that what what the the story is? The Mm. timeline, as Lucas has talked about it previously, Lucasfilm has talked about it previously, doesn't really line up for the Grand Inquisitor being killed at this moment. Mm. Uh, It's entirely possible that Lucasfilm can edit the timeline or, or correct it. 
I don't think there's anything out there to prevent them from doing it. Uh, no. Pray they don't alter it any further, huh? Pray they don't alter it any further. Mm-hmm. But after that happens, Reva's stalking around, and Obi Wan is gripping that lightsaber blade, of course, like a drunk man holding a bot, like a recovering alcoholic holding a bottle, trying not to take a drink. And okay. she reveals that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader, love- which is a giant moment for obi-wan because yeah. he thought anakin died right and she right. says that oh so oh, you, you didn't, didn't know, know. He, yeah yeah that is that is such Huge. a big revelation moment to finally see on screen but two i thought that was one of the most closely held secrets in the galaxy so how does this woman even know that to well, reveal it to obi-wan well i think there's something to that i i think there is something seriously that's going to happen with this show and that why she knows that maybe um, because she was a youngling yes. in the jedi temple when order 66 was executed so she knew anakin pre-vader and maybe he is the one who conscripted her to join the inquisition when he was walking around with yellow eyeballs and he took her under his wing as a pet project which which is all fair love, love that Just, it jumped out at me because I I don't think there's any existing support in the canon that we've seen so far for an Inquisitor knowing that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. But yes. that is that is such a huge crushing moment for Obi-Wan in that he thought he his best friend was dead and he had killed him. And now maybe it's worse. Now his best friend is actually a Sith Lord in control of the galaxy. Okay, well, hold on. I need to jump on a bunch of stuff with, with this, but I want to back something up because I, I brought this up to Greg when I had a chance to talk to him about these these episodes, mm-hmm. and I need to get this out there because I'm a movie fucking nut. Get it out okay. there. And when Reva first kind of busts in following Obi-Wan and Leia into this little shipping area that he was guided to, right? the first thing that happens is she opens up that door, and if you do not know the movie The Warriors... You need to go and see this right now because she walks in and her whole moment where she's walking around going, Obi-Wan, it's straight out of that movie. And it's just, it was such a great callback to, yeah, sorry. I'm not saying you're wrong. Just I thought it was a bit of a callback or foreshadow of Vader and Luke in Return of the Jedi. Right, but I just the way that she's delivering that line is definitely the ex, like the same moment that was happening. Almost in the, like teasing him a little bit the way she's saying his yeah. name. It's it's just really go see that movie if you haven't seen it. It's a fantastic film, but it's just done in that way. But yeah, Dave, I, I do see that the playing back and forth. Um, but after the reveal from Reva, yeah, that whole thing with. This is where it's just Ewan McGregor just knocks this out of the park. It reminds me so much of the Luke moment in Return of the Jedi when he's trying to hide the fact that Leia is his sister mm. and Vader's prying into his head and getting that out of him. Mm-hmm. That anguish and that pain that's on his face is almost identical to Ewan McGregor. Yeah, just the mix of emotions and yeah. just the crushing loss he's feeling in that moment. Yeah. And the bewilderment, and I'm, I'm, I, yeah, in in scrambling to write notes before the show, I can't believe I skipped over that bullet. So I'm so glad you guys brought us back to that because that's yeah. that is just a 
absolutely pivotal moment in in really all of Star Wars. I mean, yeah. for when Ben realizes that Anakin lived, yeah. I mean, that's just was just heartbreaking to watch, and he's so good. He, you're right, Scott. He's he's really portraying the. And, and then, of course, we get to that last shot of, you know, Anakin, and then it's that pan back to Vader and the back to tank. Yes. Mm-hmm. Opening his eyes like the connection has been made. Yeah. He right. knows Obi-Wan is still out there. Yeah. Obi-Wan is using the force and he's plugged. He's plugged back into the network. Yeah. yeah. He's visible on the net. Yeah. It was. It, I think yeah. they conveyed that so perfectly. During yeah. that moment right there. Yeah. Also, real quick, on the Grand Inquisitor dying in this and changing canon, Greg, that was a great conversation we have, but I have a, mm. I have a thought on that. He took one blade to basically the stomach, and that's it, and he fell over. I don't think they're going to change that. Throw that guy in a back-to-tank, and you still have the Grand Inquisitor. Well, if you're Qui-Gon, apparently that's fatal. So Yeah, I was just going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then again, you can get chopped in half if you're... Uh... Yeah. You know, Darth Maul. If you're Darth Maul, you get chopped in half and you get some spider legs and whatever else. <laughs> well, but yeah, don't, anything's don't possible. you know that there's, there's, the, there's like a six-inch target like right in your diaphragm that if you get stabbed and you die? But below that, at the waist, you're fine. That's where all the midichlorians live. That's right. So. That's right. In your belly button. Those yeah. midichlorians yeah, drain like out. like four inches above your belly button. So mm. if you get stabbed there. That's like fine. a Studio 54 for midichlorians <laughs> just hanging out there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, overall, let's go quick round, round the room. Uh, we always go uh, five, five Death Star rating. So five being best thing you've ever seen on TV. Uh, one being... Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars. <laughs> I was going to say uh, holiday special, but we we determined that Clone Wars is worse. Yeah, Sci- scientifically proven. Scientifically yeah. proven. So uh, we'll start with. Uh, I think we're going to start with Dave tonight. Dave, what is your what is your rating on a scale of uh, one to five Death Stars for Episode One and Two combined? I'm I, I I'm going to give it four and a half Death Stars, but. I'm also just going to pause to observe that the only way you stop Death Stars from being a threat is if everyone in the galaxy has their own Death Star. Mm. That's a lot of Death Stars. That is. It's a lot of kyber crystals. <laughs> uh, Nico? Uh, I'm going to give it six out of nine escape attempts. That okay. little toddler was just a menace to society. But <laughs> okay. overall, nice. Okay. Yeah. All, all classes incomplete. <laughs> he's been on double double secret probation since last semester um scott i'm i'm actually gonna break mine into two i i need okay. to review both episodes okay and i'll Gosh. say it real quick and i'll say it why four and a half death stars for the first one mm-hmm. and i would probably give the second one four and the biggest knockdown on this for me is leia Really think she's just not that good. She has great mm-hmm. moments, but not just the running. There's other almost silly moments that didn't need to happen. Hmm. And I, I'm not somebody who needs the humor in this or very, very little humor in this one. Mm-hmm. This is 
obviously with where we're going and the reveal of Vader and that dramatic moment, mm. it's like having a fart joke in episode one. I don't need that. And her little waddle that thing. Level? Wow. Yeah, I just I she has really good moments. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking her. This is not like I told Greg, a Jake Lloyd thing. I don't think it's that level. Leave Jake alone. I know. He's had a hard life. Because I, do, I think she has potential, and that's why. Okay. So four and a half and four. Episode okay. one and episode two. All right. Nico's, Nico's apparently gotta, revising his answer. Okay. No, I got a quick Star Wars choices. Mm. Really? Yeah. Right now. Right now. <laughs> do we got to bust out the theme song? Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> give me a. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. You must choose. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assume he's a Wookiee. Star Wars Choices on the Wretched Hive Podcast impromptu version with your host, Nico Rodriguez. Nico, bring it. Thank you, Steve. All right. Um, Ladies and gentlemen of the Wretched Hive, I'd like to present to you my Star Wars Choices for tonight. (laughs) Would you rather watch on repeat Mm. the Vespa scene chase of Boba Fett? Or the foot chase of a toddler and grown men through the forests and city. Can I go first? Valderon. Steve. Foot chase. Uh, anything but that Vespa chase. Anything. Steve is correct. That. Steve is correct. That's the only correct answer. Moving on. Yes. The, yeah. the, the foot chase is actually the foot chase is actually the more believable. Of the two, is God help my immortal soul. Which there's is... so there's the one scene in the city where <laughs> the guy there's a, a, an alien who grabs Leia. Obi Wan shoots him in the back. She runs past him, and she's literally in his arms. Mm. Yeah, and then they cut, and she's running away from him. Yeah, but that Vespa chase. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's like a Scooby Doo cartoon. Okay, this is saying a lot. As much as I just argued it, I'm gonna pick the Leia chase, and that's even when the the one of the perpetrators runs directly into a branch and bounces back, which is the ooh, worst ooh. stunt I've ever seen in stunt history. <laughs> so it was so bad. Wait, Nico, it was what's not your a Home Alone quality stunt. No, it was not. Nico, what 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 say you? Huh? Oh, neither. All right. <laughs> You're not picking a. It's your goddamn choices. You're not picking anything. He's indecisive tonight. All right, back to start. Back to the Death Stars for episode one and two. Sorry. Fucking hell. Sorry. Um, uh, not episode. What did I just say it was? Um, part, part, part one and two. Part. Part. Part one. Part. Uh, Greg. Greg. Uh, what is your ranking? What is your? <laughs> what say you? What say you, sir? Uh, five, both, both parts one and two. I'm going, I'm going the full money on it and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, in watching both episodes of this, I put my phone away, you know, usually it, during these shows, I, I, I have my phone out even through like Mandalorian, even through, you know, 
I, it's just when I'm sitting on the TV, it's just too easy to pick up the phone. Yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi compelled me to put my phone down and just concentrate on the show. Both episodes. Actually, all three episodes, but that's a little spoiler alert. Um, second reason why, when we got to the end of the episode, I was wanting more yeah. out of all of them. I, I was sad that these episodes had stopped. And so if it's that compelling to where I've watched it for 45, 50 minutes at this point and have not been satisfied by it, want more out of it, I'm 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 in hundred percent on board. There are flaws with the show, yes, but it's force it's drawing my attention in, compelling me to watch it, and leaving me wanting more. It's it's great TV. It's great TV. Yeah. I have to agree with you, Gregory. I'm giving this five. There I you think go. It, I think it's aside from the Jedi episode from The Mandalorian, which I think might be the best Star Wars we've seen since Rogue One. I think. Part one and part two are right up there. I'm giving it five out of five. Wow. Boom. That's the correct answer. Correct answer. Guys, got a surprise for you. Here it's we go. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. <laughs> yeah! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while, guys. It has. Get back to our old format here a little bit. It's good. It's All good. we need is a good I'm, intro I'm for Dave. I'm very afraid right now. All we need is a good intro for Dave and we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. But we decided to forego that and just bullshit with each other. For How long is this bumper? <laughs> it's long. All right. Wait, Scott, have you purchased The Last Jedi yet? <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. Star <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Tweet of the Week comes from Werner's Herzog on Twitter. Wow. Not Werner Herzog, but Werner's Herzog. <laughs> Damn it, Steve, when I find you, I'll kill you. He quote. <laughs> it's funny to hear weird Star Wars guys describe a character as poorly written, as if the giant slug who puts women in metal bikinis is fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> fact. There we go. Hashtag fact. Feel pretty good about that one. Yeah. yeah. Strong. I laughed when I read it. Burners. That means it is the Star Wars tweet of the week. I, for one, am pumped for this Saturday. Yeah. I, I almost wish we could live stream Steve's reaction to Can episode we? three. We, um, yeah. Uh, Wish we could. Yeah. Is there going to be some Adobe? Am I going to make mine Adobe? When I... Dude, you are going to make some Adobe. Here's my hands. Here's my hands. <laughs> there goes one. <laughs> All right, Steve, I will have my Do Not Disturb on tonight, but you can text me your initial reaction after okay. you watch this. All right. Yeah, if it's 11 o'clock, if we finish this in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to run in, watch it with my son and, and lovely wife who are patiently waiting for me to watch episode three tonight. Can you believe that? Just set your phone up and hit record and record your reaction. Are you serious? The whole that... thing. Well, we've been waiting. How long have we been talking about this show? I mean, you guys know he's my favorite character. Here's the thing, though. That Steve watches the these shows naked, guys. I don't know if well, you knew that, so I don't know that he... I'm out of here. Well, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've, I've done every podcast we've ever done naked. <laughs> the force is strong it's, with this one. It's Hey-o. a little weird when Scott comes over, but you know, 
<laughs> you guys can't see below. That's all I'm saying. Great. Was it, was it Letterman that, that would say, I'm not wearing pants? I'm not wearing any yeah, pants. Yes. yes. <laughs> I miss Dave. I do those, those were good years with him. Well, guys, episode 228 of the Wretched Hive podcast is in Woo! the books. Yeah, this was a big one. This and big one. guys, you need to come back for 229. 229, Two. all right. 228, 229, whatever it takes. Oh. So uh, this show will hit the airwaves on Friday, June 3rd, and then we are recording our review of episode three. Purely episode three. Uh, sorry, part three. Thank you, Dave. On Saturday. So if you're And probably every Saturday after that, too, right? Probably, probably every to real. get through. Let's yeah. be real. Oh. You know, there was, oh man, we're going to run out of time here. Really quick from the from the the fan stage at Celebration, Ewan was waving goodbye and he's like, hey, enjoy episode three, four, five, and six and seven, eight, and nine. And everyone goes berserk. That came out of his oh. mouth. Yeah. Hey oh. guys, have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow for episode three. Until then, may the force be with us all. Just like the Obi-Wan shows with that comment, Steve, we're leaving them wanting more right, is what baby. we're looking That's right. That's what we're doing. That was good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going to make some Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that voice. <laughs> that voice of yours is making me want to go make Adobe. <laughs> That's a, little, a really good sound. a little metal sound in there. What are you doing, Greg? <laughs> Like Anakin Dick? Or um, I, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I was the inspiration for Iron Balls McGinty. Woo! I'm a jerk. <laughs> I was trying to down that road.